Can't get enough, Mummy Dearest? Double your content by subscribing to our Patreon. Subscriptions as low as $1 a month, because Zach and I are two cheap little hussies and we'll take what we can get. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, a podcast where we used to talk about the mummy, but now we talk about other movies too. You're listening to Inside the Zachter's Studio with your hosts, Zach Mellon and Sloane Steele. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mummy Dearest podcast, where we unwrap pop culture from the 90s, 2000s, and today. I'm Zach Mellon. I'm Sloane Steele, and today we have with us a very special person, a political activist, a rabble-rouser, a sickly Victorian child. He's here, and his name is Hayden Prowse. Did I do the last one right? Yeah, I don't. I think it's Prowse. Yeah, Prowse. Prowse. You can say Prowse as well. Prowse. 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 Prowse yeah. Hayden Prowse. Now, welcome. Welcome to Hi. our show. Thank you for being here. No, Thanks really. Thank me. you so much. Thank you so much for having Colin on your on your show. I mean, are okay. you annoyed that we reached out to you because we love the Secret Garden so much and forced you on here? No, it's it's the only thing anyone ever cares about in relation <laughs> to my life. I, I try my best to do other things no. that matter, but no one and people only really care about the Secret Garden. So I you're just, like, see, yeah. no, <laughs> you're like single handedly stopping global warming, and everyone's like, but what about Colin Craven? <laughs> <laughs> what about the cripple? Yeah. Listen, once you got once you got your legs back, or I guess you never lost your legs, but once you got those legs working, you really took to the streets to to bring to bring Britain to like you you really you really I watched a little bit of your the BBC show um The Revolution Will Be Televised, and you really went for it. I think it's kind of ahead of yeah. its time. Yeah, I guess it was. But we, did, yeah, it was. So for, for people who haven't heard of it or seen it, it was a sort of political satire show, right? With sort of um, Sloane's talking about loads of stunts we did on politicians, maybe and stuff like that. And, yeah, it was a beautiful uh, genius. Satire. I think yeah, there's probably actually less satire out right now. Most mostly, it's just ranting. People just rant. Yeah, yeah, screaming yeah. and mad. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the world. So you got, so you were very like vocal anti Tony Blair in high school. I was very uh, anti George W. Bush. We had the same, we had the same trajectory (laughs) of our life. Remember those days. Remember those days. And remember thinking those days were so bad and we had no idea what was to come. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We thought that we just, oh my God. we were so naive back then. Okay. But before yeah. we unpack your political stuff, let's get into, unfortunately, the only thing people ever want to talk about, the secret garden. <laughs> the secret garden. Okay. So, so tell us how you got started in acting. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I was just in a play at my school and sounded posh and looked sickly and (laughs) came to the school and some teacher was like oh I know who'd be good for this and then I just went for a a bunch of auditions and got it it was really sort of surprising actually because I was I'm not like from an acting background or anything like that so I kind of um yeah I just must have looked particularly sick and posh um and then got got the part that's like Zach's dream is for somebody that's literally my to just look yeah. sick and posh. That's all he ever wants. Yeah. All day long, just to look sick and All day long. Posh. I mean, your, yeah, like your role in that movie was like my, that's like how I, when I'm sick, that's what I base my bit off of. Like, that's what I'm doing. Like, that's, yeah, I'm in bed for hours. I need people to bring me things. Like, that's what I need. The spores are going to kill me. Like, I just need alone time. Does anyone, do you have a medlock to look after you? He wishes. I don't, but he I'm glad wishes. that you brought her up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the questions what? are just going to be Zach asking Maggie you Smith. about Maggie okay. Smith. It's I'm be- a really big 
I've always been a big Maggie Smith fan, but obviously when I became like a massive Downton Abbey fan, so like that really escalated my Maggie Smith fandom. Mm. So the main question like that I want to know is, did she smell like rosy mothballs? Yes. um, um, (laughs) I don't want to say that Maggie Smith smelled like mothballs. She was so, she was such a good actress that she inhabits the role so profoundly that yes, she even smelt like moth mothballs. Oh That's God. beautiful. Like this rosy, perfumey mothball is what I'm imagining. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Was she, was she wow. nice to you? Did she talk yeah. to you? Yeah, she was lovely actually. Um, she was really, she was really sweet. I think because I was really young, I think I thought we would all be best friends forever. Everyone Aww. that was on the set. Yeah. So I, think I went to a play of hers afterwards with a friend, and we tried to go backstage, and I think. She was a little bit like, oh, come on. <laughs> like this kids, yeah. Worlds in my dressing room. Um, <laughs> I just thought, I just thought we were, oh, we're, all, we're all best mates. We're all, anyway. But she was lovely. She was really nice. Well, I mean, oh. it sounds like she's a bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but she sounds like a bit of a, no, no. a bit of a bitch. <laughs> all film stars are kind of have to be a bit of a bitch at some point, don't they? Otherwise, yeah. everyone just monopolizes their time. I would probably like, speak? I would probably be a bitch. I wouldn't want people to just, I can't even stand it when like too many people DM me. Yeah, so exactly. I can't imagine mm-hmm. people coming up to me like in droves. Yeah. Constant. I mean, it happens you, in my real life. So yeah. Do you get, do you speak to um, any of the other cast at all? Like, do you? No, I saw um, Mary Kate Maverly, uh in an edit suite. She, she does a bunch of directing. So I think I saw her in a, she shot an advert. I think I was in the same edit house as her at one point. Um, I vaguely remember that. Uh, I, I, Andrew Knott, who's Dickon. Um, last time I saw him, he was in History Boys. He's been in a few things, actually. I think he's still acting. Um, last time I saw him, we were about, well, I guess I'd have been about, about 13, 14. He was like a year older. And um, it was like a sleepover at mine for my birthday. And we all drew on each other's faces with marker pen. So that was the last time I saw him. That's that so sounds sweet. so fun. Yeah. That's so fun. So cute. Um, Wow. Do a lot of people reach out to you like on Instagram and stuff or Twitter or whatever about the secret garden? Yeah, there's a, yeah, you get sort of waves of it. If it's on in like Mexico, I'll get a bunch of people from Mexico being like, ah! um, yeah. <laughs> or people what in was, America. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Or like podcasters in America. Um, yeah. What was your, like, what was the vibe on set? Like, was that like, a, was that like summer camp for you? Yeah, it was, um, yes, it was really fun because we were all put up in a five-star hotel and most of the time my parents weren't there. We had chaperones who just didn't really do much. And then we would kind of run around the hotel till late at night and drink loads of um, fizzy drinks and get really hyper. And then you'd get a chauffeur to to the set the next day and be treated like a little sort of rajah, like in the like in the film. Wow, um, that's and so fun. Yeah, it was a sort of crash course in becoming hyper precocious at the age of 11. And then you go back to school and then you'd have picked up all these airs and graces. And then, you'd, yeah. And then were, you'd people, put- were people mean to you when you came back? I always hear like people are mean to child actors like at school. No, I was quite, I was quite sort of my, I think I was quite sensitive towards it. But generally my school was pretty nice. Everyone was kind of, kind of um, sweet about it. But I, I think I had like a sort of visceral reaction to it you talk about Zach you wanting to be the posh the posh kid and just convalesce all day I I was sort of (laughs) I was kind of immediately phobic towards it because I guess I was 12 and I was kind of like about to become a teenager and I wanted to be cool so I immediately got an undercut and started dressing in like baggy clothes like backwards like crisscross and just wanted to be in the street because I was so embarrassed about about being a weakly boy (laughs) embarrassed posh kid and then all of the offers after that, I was with a big eight, like agent in 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 London, um, and all of the offers started coming in for different plays and films, and it was all like, oh, you'll play the role of the posh kid who's you know just really naive and this that and the other. And I never wanted; I always wanted to be the sort of bad boy. I had like a a role for Lord of the Flies, I think, and I, it was between 
Jack and who's the mean kid? Is Jack the good kid in Lord of the Flies or the mean kid? I can't remember. I can't remember. I, can't remember. I read it in like seventh grade, which was uh, only like four years ago, but it was, it, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm very I wanted, young. I be, yeah, essentially I wanted to be the mean kid, but they wanted to make me the good kid. And then I, basically my agent dropped me eventually because I kind of just didn't want to be this role that I yeah. had been, I was. This I, like... You didn't want to be like the beautiful pale boy anymore. I didn't want to be the beautiful pale boy anymore. But were you, so your, your parents never like pushed you? You didn't have like a stage mom, none of that? Kind of the opposite. My parents were sort of always telling me these horror stories about actor kids that kind of got to 18 and hadn't got an education and they just became crackheads. I love so your I, parents. I'm really proud of them. Yeah, no, that's good. Because they probably like they're in the back of their heads, they were probably like, this could really take care of us for life. But then they were like, well, wait a minute. We also don't want him to become a crackhead. <laughs> Let's squeeze our kid for the next five, six years for as much as he's he's worth. And right. I can't I'm imagine sure. doing that. I have a four-year-old child and all he wants to do is like he's loves to perform and he has his own band in our house called hot beef. That's his band. Yeah. And he's just like, can you put me on YouTube? I want people to see me, to see me playing my guitar. And I'm like, no, we're not doing that. I can't imagine pimping out my child for money. Yeah. Unless I was Although, really desperate. I, I know you, I know what you mean, but well, how old are you Sloan? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I am a, a spry 35. Day five, yeah, because I think for our generation, it feels a bit different. I mean, for it's all kind of going that way anyway. I mean, by the yeah. time he's 16, 18, his whole life will be online anyway. I know. Kind of almost, he almost might as well become a famous actor at this point, because otherwise he's just going to be an unpaid content. Exactly. Really. That's the thing that's so weird. It's like we pay all of these companies to, or these companies are, where they're just leeching off of us. We just give yeah. them so much free mm-hmm free work and we get nothing in return this podcast right yeah exactly. i mean exactly yes this podcast i spend so many hours of my f- my whole life is the show and for what yeah. <laughs> and for what um yeah. speaking of royalties do you still get like fat checks in the mail from secret garden rentals no i get like um a couple of hundred quid a year from holland that's and hilarious because i i that's decided- a weird yeah well they have some kind of there's there everyone's unionized over there or something so you just get paid but i decided i think i just went for the the check not the not the royalties like an idiot so oh uh, yeah you should have asked well, you your parents gotten, about that one yeah yeah you would have gotten like 15 cents from me the other day me too yeah, right. i rented it yeah although i will say i just took a delta flight and guess what the original well not the original secret garden but your secret garden was on the plane Re- that was a real that was a real a real up. mess a real yeah. mess up you know what a real mess maybe up. we can get you maybe we can get you a lawyer to renegotiate 30 no, years yeah. later yeah wait oh my god was it 30 years ago god yeah. Yeah. that actually leads me to my next it's 29 years ago but that leads me to my next <gasps> question what do you yeah. think so in the sequel that we're like that you have to get going like we've got to get a sequel going <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think Colin would be? So it would be 1930. Yeah. What do you think Colin would be doing? Right. Well, interesting. You should ask. There's loads of really funny, uh, hypersexualized fanfic. Oh about, my perfect. God. About, um, about Colin and Dickon. Uh, I knew it was going to be that. I don't know if you're aware well, of it. Well, you knew it because you wrote it, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always... It's always Colin and Dickon kind of like going at it in the garden. And, you know, it's sort of master slave stuff. Like, you know, you want it, you dirty cop boy. And um, and Dickon's like, um, yes, master, yes. And then Mary walks in and, and she's like upset and shocked and they're on the swing. <laughs> I'm... I know what I did. I now know how I will be spending the rest of my afternoon. <laughs> it's really what is funny. wrong? Like, I'm not kink shaming anybody that wants to see two boys from what from turn of the century England get together in a secret garden, but who like sits there and is like, I'm gonna put some time into this? Yeah, like, that is so wild. Wow, the whole world of of uh of um 
sort of smut fiction, I think they call it. And it's interesting because a lot of it's from sort of non-cis, like, you know, because a lot of stories have sort of, you know, a white male star at the centre of it. And a lot of it's yeah. people reimagining films and big franchises with, I don't know, a black queer person at the centre of it. So so it kind of speaks more to them. So a lot of it's that. A lot of it's really well written and amazing. And some of it's just really silly and really funny. Um, you can find it on pretty much any film or any like host or presenter. And you just go into the sort of smut section and there's there's loads of it. I'll wow. just give me a couple. I mean, I guess we never, yeah, like I guess we never dive into. I mean, Colin was pretty jealous toward yeah. Mary's relationship with Dickon, but do we know if it was because of Dickon or Mary? I guess we don't know. I think he's just, he was just so spoiled, right? He never really, you know, like all sort of baby boys that, you know, grow up like that and are just given everything, but no real sort of parental father figure in the picture. He just was bound yeah. to. I mean, if he lived in, you know, in the 21st century, he'd definitely be on meth, mm-hmm. wouldn't he? 100%. I think he would do like, yeah, yeah. I think he'd be like fentanyl. He'd probably have like a yeah. fentanyl OD by now for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Like, have, like it's dark. It is dark, he'd, but he'd it's the truth. Like an entourage and he'd float around the fashion week parties and he'd always be in the right place oh have deep, deep problems. Listen, yes, I know that, that's so true. I know I, I just moved from Miami and I know a lot of Colin Craven type boys who right. really are just the worst yeah. people. Yeah. Like you can't just get you just can't give a child every single thing they want. You can't give them ice no. baths. Ice and, baths. Wait, yeah, okay. We have a lot of questions actually about the ice <clears throat> bath. People want to know was it cold or was it warm water with ice cubes on top? It wasn't even ice cubes, it was glue. <gasps> Yeah, it was it was warm water or just sort of like room temperature water with like glue made to look like ice glue blocks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm just (gasps) just really good at acting like I'm cold. You are really good at acting cold. I do now. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, show us hot. Now it's really hot water. Turn on a hot. Okay, now it's it's lukewarm, lukewarm. That's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's so crazy to me that it's just it's just fake cubes yeah <gasps> yeah i feel like my whole life wow is a lie. Was the house was the house was the interior of the house a set or was that an actual house it was about five different houses well actually most of the stuff that you'll see that was shot in like um sets that you keep going back to like colin craven's room was a set in um Pyman studios so oh. that would be so beautifully put together by the set people, just really meticulous detail. Uh, the bathroom too is in the in Palmer Studios. Actually, was next to the room as as if it was a real uh, oh. house room. They built that together. A lot of such corridor- a beautiful house. Yeah, a lot of the corridors were actually not real. So they'd have artists come in to paint perspective corridors. So the corridor would be about three Whoa. meters long. And then they'd paint it so it was looked like it was 200 meters long. You That's know, so crazy. The talent, I know. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. And then, some, and then a bunch of other stuff was shot in um, some, do you, I don't know if you've been to London, but do you know St Pancras next to King's Cross? It's the big station. I have been, but I don't remember. I don't know that. So St Pancras is now a, a hotel again and another station next to King's Cross Station, one of the big stations in London. And back then... 29 years ago jesus it was derelict and they shot a lot of the scenes in that because it's incredibly grand old hotel so a lot of the scenes were shot in there and it was just empty and then various houses around around the uk up in yorkshire they would shoot especially the, the outside scenes whoa the garden so i mean it must have just been so i'm do you spend a lot of time in the country oh uh, yeah much as I can. It's so beautiful up there. Yeah, stunning. Yorkshire's Yorkshire's really sort of desolate and beautiful, isn't it? We just want that garden. We want a garden like that. I'm currently working on installing an English style garden in my backyard. So <laughs> well, the garden was also in the got the got the main garden that you see mostly was in the gardens of Pinewood Studios. And it was all built and it was polystyrene ruins. So these people would build oh. those ruins so they look like a church that was sort of falling apart or whatever. And actually it was all polystyrene. Oh my God. Yeah. 
That is so freaking crazy that they can do. I mean, scenic artists are on another, like they're on another level. That's amazing. That's so cool. And so when you were there, were you guys like, did you just feel so tight with the cast and crew or were you like completely nervous? This is your first film. Like how do you remember what you were thinking and feeling? Yeah. I just don't think I, uh, I don't, I really, I mean, I don't really remember. It was sort of that you were looked after so well and you just sort of spent your time being taken from one place to another and then learning your lines in the evening. And then you'd be wheeled on set. And there were just so many kind of people around you, like shepherding you from one place to the next, but it did feel like, um, yeah, it felt, it's a weird, it's a weird thing for an 11 year old to be in that kind of scenario because you're kind of, yeah. you know, you're just, you're, you're just, it, I think it has a weird effect on the, on the brain because you're, kind of, you're being like the star of something, a huge production that size. Yeah. It's kind of for an 11 year old, I think. I can't imagine what ah. it's like if you go on, if you're, you know, so, and, and like, actually, Elijah Wood went for the Colin role, but I beat that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Good. Tell us, you told us you have, um, you have some celebrity beef. We would love to address that <laughs> oh. here today. Oh, what was that? Oh, no, my only celebrity beef was with the, oh, what, the, 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 uh, um, the, the, the never ending story boy. Yeah. What's his name? The actor who did never ending story. I don't know his, his name, but I know that he was, so do you mean the boy? Bastion in the yeah, the guy who rides the dragon, I guess. Is that oh I've Balfour? never even seen that movie. I know that's terrible. I saw it a million times it. as a child. Don't you do a podcast about 90s culture? Yeah, we'll have I'm, to do it. I'm kind of like it's it's a fake podcast where I <laughs> I pretend I've seen things that I just haven't seen. <laughs> we have a fake podcast just to get people like you to talk to us. Yeah, we don't even post this. This is all <laughs> no. this is just for our private criterion collection <laughs> of conversations. No, yeah. Okay, so whoever that boy is, you guys, I were you up for roles together and you just kept no, I just no, I just decided to have a beef with him in my head. Perfect. I love that. Perfect. Yeah. Because yeah, I have the- I have a ton of beef with celebrities in my head. What celebrity um, do you want to work with? Like, if you could work with one, if you were going to go back into movies, acting, who would you want to be with? Who's your number one? Well, I uh, I don't know. I mean, I sort of do that anyway. I kind of make TV and films here True. in the UK, so I'm kind of like working with. Like, I mean. Yeah, I don't know who would I love to work with. In, what's in the in in the state? What what? Anywhere, any state, any place. We're huge. We love British actors, so I mean, it doesn't need. It can be anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to act, um, work with you know great comedians like Will Ferrell. You know, yeah. that would be my dream to be mm-hmm. out there. I mean, I, I was pitching stuff out in LA a year or so ago after our show. Uh, after we did a. A series on BBC Two. We went out to LA and we pitched a show out there, which didn't get commissioned, unfortunately. So you know, everyone Netflix and everyone almost did. Um, and now I'm sort of most well. I'm doing I'm I'm doing some comedy stuff where I'm on screen or on radio, like BBC Radio. But I'm mostly like producing um, for other talent. But I'd love to. I don't know. It's weird. It's like um, I'd love to. I'd love to get out to LA and, and pitch more comedy stuff. I feel like it really needs it. Right I think now. you. Yeah. I think and you're really good so at comedy huge right too. Now. Well, yeah, yeah nostalgia is <laughs> huge. I think you have great. From what I watched of your show, you have great comedic presence and energy and timing. Well, we wanted to. We we, were, we planned a sort of. Have you ever seen Nathan for you? Of course, love. Yeah. So we had love. a sort of. We were pitching a kind of political Nathan for you where we'd create really ridiculous solutions to all America's problems. And we wanted to, because Donald Trump, you know, I think I remember one of the ideas was Donald Trump hadn't built the wall yet. So we wanted to help him out by getting loads of mime artists down to the border <laughs> of Mexico. To kind of make it seem as if he built the wall and then they'd be called the mimey men, a bit like the minute men, but. I love that is so funny. <laughs> Honestly, I would watch that show. A political Nathan for you would be like beautiful we still have a lot of issues because we now have a president who i don't even know if he's there or not just completely senile isn't he i believe he might be i i really did like his uh the the press conference yesterday where he just called what did he call the guy an asshole or something like a yeah Yeah. like an idiot yeah fucking idiot yeah (laughs) fucking son (laughs) of a bitch (laughs) i don't know it's like he's very i don't know he's like an old 
someone's old papa i know it's like it's old papa and he they just i I feel like it's like a weekend at bernie's situation at this point where he's not alive they're just like propping him up yeah and sort yeah. of taken him. And I mean, no one's seen the vice president in months. No, really? everyone's really? everyone's gone. We don't know where any of our elected officials are. They, Where's Carla? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know where anybody really? is. We, have we haven't no, seen her. We don't know. It's so weird. It's really weird. I mean, I feel like in America, we never really see our vice president. Like if you had to ask me, like, what are the vice presidents? We saw Joe Biden a lot. But we always saw him like licking ice cream or like wearing sunglasses and doing like a, you know, funny a, stuff. A yeah, funny, like a bit, a yeah. bit <laughs> like a skit. He was like the vice president of skits. I don't know. Yeah. He was like, like uncle vice president. Part of me misses and I, I'm going to catch a lot of heat for this. Part of me misses Trump only because <laughs> I wanted to see what each each new day brought, like what fresh <laughs> yeah. hell would arrive on my timeline. So I could be like. Yeah. Well, I guess my all my gay friends are going to be jailed now. So that's good. <laughs> oh, my uterus doesn't belong to me anymore. Well, it still doesn't, but but at least with Trump, you know, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because at least with Trump, all the, the kind of disasters took place live on screen, and you kind of you knew they were all so theatrical that you kind of when they happened, you knew they were happening. Whereas with Biden, it's like it all feels so stage managed, like you just said. It's like he's being propped up and like yeah. jacked up on something before he get. And then yeah. the people, it's he's not running the country. There's, there's no, no. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's always a figurehead, right? Like, and I, I yeah. don't know too much about British politics, so you can. I know that's like your favorite. That's one of your favorite things, right? Is to discuss <laughs> British politics. Cool. <laughs> but like in America, it's always like a figurehead and, you know, that's like the lobbyists and all the other people that are basically running the show with Trump. He really was like, yeah, I'm the one running the show. So, yeah. like, even if you didn't like the action, it was like he is an effective yeah. leader. He's, it was in your it he's was doing in your things. Yeah. <laughs> is At he killing millions? Face. Yes. He's killing millions of people. But he's like, look at me. I said I'd kill millions of people. <laughs> I told you yeah. I do it and I I delivered. Yeah. He'll be back yeah. for he'll be back in a few years, I'm sure. It's true. I think he will. <sighs> it's really I, think, scary. I just don't think I don't I don't think the um, you know, your your Democrats have just learned any of the lessons, have they? Of for how no. to not allow him in. No. They just no they're just so arrogant. They just haven't bothered to to no. even do any self-reflection as to why it happened. Zero. Nope. It's and everybody is just like there's no there's n- Everybody's like, oh, moderates. No, it's just Republicans and Republican light. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have, I'm sorry. We can go back to yeah. fun, guess- the fun fluff. Our, our listeners are like. You know what uh, we didn't mention yet? Yeah. We didn't mention the chicken wings and the carriage. Do you know what I'm talking about, Hayden? Yeah. You weren't in the scene. You weren't in the scene, but you, Mary it. was on her way to you. And Maggie mm-hmm. Smith was just eating chicken wings and a hard boiled egg. Yeah. Do you th- is that, I mean, as far as you know, was that, was that like, um, you know, like period correct? correct? <laughs> Standard fact. When, sorry, when is it set? 1901. 1901. I'm fairly sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm reading a book now that's, well, it's about 18th century, but I don't imagine the diet would have changed that much, but it was pretty protein heavy, right? It was, mm-hmm. they'd have yeah. like four or five courses and it would all be different meat or fish courses. You'd have like, you know, herring or cod and then like, you know, your pork dish and then your beef dish mm-hmm. and then like one, one so uh, protein. dessert. Dessert yeah. is, is pheasant. Yeah. <laughs> Just a roast goose. Do you yeah. eat goose? Do you eat Christmas goose? Uh, half a, yeah, I think had goose. Mostly we just have sort of chickens. Okay. What's the most, like, what's the most British thing about you other than your accent? Uh, I just, I just, I apologize a lot. And I'm generally pretty self-loathing. Yeah. Um, okay. And okay. Um, yeah, uh, self, you know, I like to sort of, un- you know, publicly undermine myself, yeah. um, you know, self-effacing, but it's all fake. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I'm quite entitled and arrogant. Yeah. yeah. We have, you know what, you know why you do that? Because it, it you have to, you know, when you are, you're a good looking man, you're smart, you're educated, you're funny. You have to give the people something. Yeah. To, you not, yeah. you have to yeah. level the playing. Field. Yeah. Well, that was the British empire. Wasn't it really? It was like, I'm so yeah. sorry. I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to take this 
small region over here. We'll take this country wanna, then. We're just yeah, gonna... do, you mind, do you mind if we just we'll uh, administer you for the next hundred? Yeah, you're awfully yeah. jolly good. They love uh, it. And they yeah. were like, well, we don't speak your language and you have a lot of weapons. And I guess, yes, yeah. is the answer. Exactly. <laughs> Come yeah, on by. Exactly. We had all the big gunboats. We had, we basically had warships while ever, when everyone else still had sort of, you know, cannon and sails. Yeah. Victoria had, really took over, huh? Yeah. We would like rock up in, in your bay, which is where the phrase gunboat diplomacy comes from, with essentially something resembling like a modern warship when everyone else was rowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It say, probably would have been like, whatever yeah. you guys want. Is whatever yeah, you need. Me. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but then we'd, we'd be say please and thank you. Yeah, that's <laughs> very polite. Sneaky. Yeah, very it's polite. Sneaky. It's like, excuse me, I'm yeah. just, I'm going, I'm going to kill you now. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> You're right. You hate you know, when, that was England, something... when, when Americans do English accents and we're so bad at it. You're right. You always do it like that. You're right. Oh, You're all right, right then. <laughs> I do it like I am the lowest class, like on, yeah. I'm, and I'm in the steerage of the Titanic about to can sink. Not, can you not do upper class one? I don't think I, I, think I only do. I think I only do upper class because I've watched Downton Abbey like 16 times through. Let's hear, so your, like, let's hear your one. What should I say? Say, um, uh, good afternoon, Jeeves. And what time will the carriages be arriving? What time will the carriages be arriving, Jeeves? Um, good nope. afternoon. Nope. Good afternoon. Um, good. What about like... um fake. I'm trying to think of like something like... um. Like Edith's about as mysterious as a bucket. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, when I went to England, I go wash me fanny. Then. <laughs> That's you my. I, um, when <laughs> yeah. I went to England, everybody would, everyone would like say like, "You're right," and like, I thought that like in America, when you say, "Are you all right?" Like it's because you look like something is wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like everyone would like, I would like sit down to eat, and they'd be like, "You're right," and I'd be like. Why? Like, what? Are, yeah. Do I look You're all like, right? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't expect a response. You just, you just, you just answer with "all right." You go, "All right, all right." But all both right. people say "all right," and then that's yeah. It. That was all like right. a that was something I wasn't aware of. But what about you? There's obviously what you're just talking about now is southern accents. There's obviously a whole other country, mm-hmm. you know, right? Uh, like from they, like Martha, like Martha from Secret Garden. She was yeah. She was from Yorkshire, wasn't she? Yeah, Yorkshire. Martha. Yorkshire. Martha. Martha. Yes. Yeah. So you can tell where people, I mean, I guess it's the same here in America. Like I can tell where people are from based on their accent. They're from the Midwest. Yeah. yeah it's the same thing. Yeah. It's interesting. There's, there's like, I had to study loads of accents when I did my BBC show because we used to take the piss out of everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it was interesting. There's this incredible video that you can find online that, helps you to trace why and how different accents are connected. So you've got like, we have Welsh, Welsh in, in, in Britain and where people from Wales, they talk like that. And it's very weird. And they're wow. all very like that <laughs> in Wales. And then, but it's quite similar, even though you don't think it is to Scouse, which is from Liverpool, which is just across, just across from Wales. And you think of them as totally separate places, but actually they're quite similar like that from Wales. And what about... Wait, what are about Scouse, Birmingham? Wait, wait, wait. Are the Scouse Scouse people are sort of like like the I don't want to say a bad word, but like slags? Is that the thing? Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. Everyone from Liverpool is a slag. So. No, I don't. No, like it's like I follow I or not follow. I used to watch Love Island, and I feel like everyone from yeah. that area was just like trashy. Yeah, I mean, like they're, that's they're, a horrible thing to say. But this, please say Scouse, it. Scouse people are like the most charming people in Britain. They're always so funny and entertaining and interest and like you know on it. But yeah, there's been a few programs. No, actually, the pro- programs you're talking about is Newcastle. Because I was going to say Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. And they, I think they, um, yeah, I think they're known for like getting in fights and uh, and getting on getting on the lash. But they were also like the like the funniest, and everything was like bruv, 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 yeah. bruv, bruv. Cheeky bro. <laughs> Cheeky bro. Um, what about um Birmingham? Birmingham is the, it's the most, most I don't can't really do Birmingham, but it's not really nice sex. No, I can't do it. It's really unsexy, Birmingham. Peaky it? blinders, yeah. 
Yeah. Wait, I'm Peaky pretty, Peaky Blinders is not unsexy. Peaky Blinders. That's true. So, they are sexy. Yeah. They're so. Do you they're watch Peaky Blinders? Sexy. Yeah, I watched a bit of it. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it so much. Yeah. It's like my favorite. It's my. We fa- would I, love you on Peaky Blinders. Can you just yes, get, like, a little get on there? On Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Peaky Blinders. I know. Get a little roll. Just say, why not audition now? Say it's the Fukin Peaky Blinders. Try it. Peaky Blinders. Yeah, it's the yeah. by order of the Fukin Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I should That's not. It. I should not okay. be on their show. Okay, it's I'm okay. so sorry. This was <laughs> this was accents with Hayden, Zach, and Sloan, <laughs> and Zach and Sloan still can't do them. We try every um, ep- every episode. We do. We we, we do some sort accents. of accent. It's really bad. I've been working on Al Pacino, and it's not good. It's just all bad. So, can you do, do you do this the eyes like that? I just say like, "What are you talking about, bitch?" <laughs> it's not good. That's it. That's the whole accent, or that's the whole. That's my whole impersonation. It's not good. We do Christopher Walken. Oh, it's bad. Can you do that? I've always tried. I can't do Christopher Walken. Try it. You have to feel free to try. You have to take away the H's. Like you, you can't say an H. So it's like Aiden. Aiden. Okay. A. (laughs) It's quite like it's quite wafty, isn't it? Christopher Walken. Yeah, you're just see that's that's something I'm missing. I'm missing that p- portion of it. I feel like it's very like um you're gonna get there. The horror horror movies. Arr, that's it. Arr. You guys, you're getting closer. You're getting closer yeah. every day, Zach. Every time you do it, thank you're you. Closer. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think it's being in the presence of great act of great acting chops. It's so true. Okay, wait. I have so I have a, a ton of questions from people. Like you okay. got more questions than whew, We've had Ryan Philippi on the show and he didn't get any questions. Nope. Who's that? He Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Hayden. He's an he's a he's an actor. <laughs> but he oh, he denounced he denounced podcasting after he appeared on our show. So oh him, yeah. What's he be, what's he in? I've seen he was in that um he's not in much now. He's in thing. yeah, yeah, exactly. The the danger dangerous liaisons for kids, cruel intentions. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know if this is a question for you or for <laughs> us, but it's uh Ali Maria said, fuck Mary Kill with characters in the movie. So okay. Can we you... pretend they're adults? No, they're no, kids. kids. <laughs> what kids? <laughs> Hayden, Hayden, what children do you want to make love to? <laughs> so bad. Fuck Mary or Kill. Which one? <laughs> okay, so who well, it would let's be Mary... say they're adults? They're adults. It would be Mary. It would be Mary Colin because he's got the wealth for sure. Yeah. Who? I what? I'm I'm Colin though. You talking about me marrying or me Hayden or Colin? I think Hayden has to choose who he marries. Yeah. 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 Okay. For me, it would be Mary. It would be Mary. It would be Mary Colin, and then it would probably. I mean, Dickon probably has got. I mean, Dickens probably got the Dickon. Yeah. 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 Bear in mind, there was no gay marriage at the time, so you would have yeah. inherited nothing yeah. if you had married Colin. Oh. That's true. Damn it. Well, then I guess we'd all have to, then I guess I'd have to marry Mary, and she, I would just have to live in the house with you guys. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you could get Colin to fall in love with you, he'd have looked after you, but he'd have probably been quite a cruel master. You're yeah. right. A cruel and lover. Have and you ever seen The Duchess? With Kira Knightley, on oh, no. oh yeah, uh, have I seen that? Yeah, and Ray, with, it's with Ray Fines. Yeah, he's very. I feel mean. like that's. I feel like that's what Colin would be like <gasps> as a. Yeah, adult. that is a grown-up Colin for no, yeah. but that, but but Colin was taught kindness by Marion Dickens, and then that's dad, true. And his father came back and hugged him. That's Your true. dad in that movie is so hot. What's his name? John Lynch. He's hot. He was only 32 when he filmed that. That makes me feel so Jeez, old. That makes me feel old. I'm 40. Isn't oh that crazy? You yeah, look wait. like you're 30. Hayden, you're 40? Yeah. Oh, my God. I you remember look so young. You do look young. I remember seeing this movie in theater and being like, I could be friends with these kids. Like, I'm the same age as them. And now look at me. We're now we're friends. Now we're best friends. It's honestly, I do have to say, it's very strange because I watched this movie a million times, like growing up, and obviously, like you're never gonna be like someday I'm gonna be on a Zoom call with that kid. (laughs) 
One day in the future, there will be this thing called Zoom on your Apple computer <laughs> and you'll yeah. talk to him. Okay, hold on. Let me get back because we have really have so many questions. Um, okay. Okay. Well, first of all, all the questions are apparently from Ali Maria, but she asked a good one. She says, um, she said, Hayden, how do you make the perfect sour puss face? Step-by-step guide, please. How did you do it? Stick out your bottom lip. I think you have to overact it quite a lot because actually when people are sour pusses, they're quite subtle about it. Dramatic. Yeah. Embarrassed, but you have to be like. You really do have a sour. You really do have a good sour. Not sour. Yeah. Um, okay, Amanda Cap wants to know how long did it take to learn the bonfire chant? Oh, great magic, please come to me. Send me my father here, set his spirit free. Oh, we yeah. just got to do it with Colin Craven. Woo! Uh, I don't, I didn't take that long. It's my first, yeah. It's my first rap. It was that your must first have been rap. so. That must have been so fun to just be chanting around in Victorian underwear, like around a fire, yeah. like chanting. Exactly, it was great. What is Victor? What is like turn? That isn't Victorian. Oh no, that is Victorian. I guess the end of Victorian. Yeah. But what is what is Victorian underwear like? Uh, kind of chafy. I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. They didn't let you wear like normal undergarments underneath it. They made you wear all period correct clothes. Well, he was in undies, like in bed for like That's most true. of the. Yeah. Remember, there's that scene where Mary lifts up his whole dressing gown. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That must yeah, have been strange. Yeah, I, it was pretty. Um, yeah, I think I probably would have worn normal underwear underneath the, the actual clothes. Yeah. I can't remember to be honest. You don't remember what no. underwear you wore 40, yeah. 47 years ago? That's so weird. Why don't you remember that? Um, yeah. Okay. This is actually a good question. Um, MST Marie, a different Marie, says, would Colin Craven thrive or be triggered by COVID quarantine? Ooh. Oh, yeah, it's a good question. I think he would be an early uptake on the masks. Yeah. Because uh, he was big on masks, wasn't he? There's a whole scene, actually, where he's got everyone wearing masks on the steps. Oh, well, and Mary is a and Mary's that. an anti-masker. Mary's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she really <Yeah>. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was kind of triggering for me. I feel like when I was watching this beloved childhood movie, and I everyone all of a sudden they're putting masks on. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, it was really it, we talk, on the podcast that we, when we did the movie, we we did a very big section on this because it was very like jarring. Mm. To see yeah. it, even though we see it every single day. We see day. it every day, yeah. yeah. And I have one of those, like, sort of, like, Victorian masks that ties up, and it's just not, it's very cute, but it is not, it's not functional. Yeah. Yeah. And I have my sleeves that I hold up with my little thingies. There's a lesson there, isn't there? I think, like, you know, we all got to be responsible and careful with COVID. But, like, I don't know about you, but my parents and lots of people's parents are so afraid, still like hiding in their houses after two years. Yeah. And I just had on record and it was kind of nice. You and, go, oh, yeah. right. You got it. I, I've totally forgot. Are you better now? You're all good. Yeah. I had a nice little on record holiday, watched some films, hung out. Uh, nice. Little break. Yeah. And now, now my, my policy is I feel like I need to, I, I, I've got to top it up every now and again because I've probably got loads of antibodies. So I'm just going to like, I went to a sauna the other day and just tried to breathe oh. as, as possible just to get some more COVID, new strains. I want to get as many new strains. As in many. Yeah. I, I understand it. Are you, I get it. Are you, are, are you vaxxed? Are you vaxxed and boosted and all this, all the stuff? Yeah, I'm vaxxed. I'm not boosted because I got my, I got Omricon just for, and I was about to get boosted. So I'm not supposed to get boosted for a while now. Well, Zach yeah. got his shot like the day before he got COVID. So. Yeah. So that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> Zach had like a, a, a war raging inside of him. I had a Colin Craven, like 10 days. Like you wouldn't believe I was literally on really? a couch eating soup. And like, it was just, it was a lot, it. but you loved I loved it. it. I loved every minute of it. You loved it. I watched 20 oh. movies. Wow. That's crazy. I know. I don't see, I don't like watching movies. That's why this podcast is hard for me. I don't enjoy films. <laughs> Do you not? <know? laughs> I, 
I have such severe ADHD that sitting down and like staring at a at a screen is so hard for me unless it's like literally unless it's Peaky Blinders <laughs> or Station Eleven, which if you haven't watched, I highly recommend. No one no one cares that I that I keep telling Zach to watch it. But yeah, I have a hard time watching movies. I mean, yeah, I love movies, but it's hard for me to sit there. Yeah. I don't know. What are some of your favorite films? You're you're in this industry. So what do you recommend everybody should see before they die? Favorite films? I don't know. A series? What I've been watching all the successions recently. Been so that. good. So good. I watched, uh, have you seen the new Ozark? I love that. That was great. I haven't seen the new one. They're such bad parents. Such bad yeah. parents. <laughs> They're such bad parents. Um. All right, Sloan, we have like nine minutes left. So what? Okay. Um, the only question I had for you is, um, what's your favorite soup? Ah, great question. Thank you. Uh, I think leek and pea. Leek and pea, like urine or peas? Like <laughs> no urine. Yes. Like... Yeah, leaky pea. Leaky pea. Leaky pea soup. Fluorescent urine. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, do you want to hear a good story? Actually, yeah, had, of course. Long before I had, long before I discovered the fan fiction. The weird smut fiction stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a girl. But you read every night before bed. <laughs> yeah, I read every night about myself before bed. There was a um, a girl who was a journalist at Vice. Do you have you heard of Slut ever, Carly? Yeah, Shirley. of course, of course. I used to watch her show. Yeah, on Vice. She, she was a massive uh, Secret Garden fan when she was in London, being a young twenty-year-old like journalist at Vice, and she used to write these really creepy blogs about her fantasies about Colin peeing on her with oh his fluorescent God. yellow urine. Uh, <laughs> and because when you get ill, you get that really hyper yeah. yellow. Yeah. I love that. So the harbinger pee. Yeah. <laughs> she used to write about that. And then we used to, I think I was writing for a magazine at the time. We used to have these little wars where I would like respond being about how gross it was that she was like fetishizing okay. Colin. And we're friends now. She actually came on a podcast I produced recently with them. Um, couple of friends hosting it called uh sex lies and dm slides and it was very funny and uh we were talking about all that stuff i need to i need to listen to that episode because i love her she's fantastic and i also now need to read her colin craven smut i'm scared yeah i'm scared of this (laughs) i'm a little afraid of like oh you know what i actually i don't know why water sports reminded me of this the bed that you were convalescing in Mm. what was the comfort level of that bed Mm. I feel like feel like it was pretty good. It's probably actually like a modern mattress. Okay, I, I think it was quite hard. Okay, but that, that's probably good if I had a bad back. Yeah. Weirdly, yeah. what was the I, wicker wheelchair like? Oh yeah, was good. Yeah, we yeah, it was pretty cool actually. We got um, there was a funny health and safety incident with that with a fox that was I had to carry the fox in the wicker basket on my lap down the steps into the garden at one point. Right. And then at one point the fox would kept running off. So we attached a wire around its neck and then the wicker basket kind of slipped and then the handlebars swung out and the fox was kind of like hanging. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Did it live? Yeah, it was fine, yeah. Okay, but all right, good. Probably would have oh my got God. The whole production shut down if it, they'd been like RSPCA would have got involved. At the oh end of the God. movie, it like doesn't say like no animals were harmed in the making and one, of this. Only one animal <laughs> yeah. was harmed in the making Bullshit. of this film, the but the rest were fine. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was so it? Funny. You were carried around a lot in that movie. So like, I feel like as an 11 year old, you kind of aren't carried around a lot. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. over. So what was it like being like a large, a larger child being like carried <laughs> around a lot? Yeah, it was quite, it was, um, it's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, that back like Jabba the Hawk. Yeah, Star Wars just carries. That's what we're saying. We would love to just be like a sickly, a sickly boy, just being a rich, sickly child, just being wheeled around and tended to. That's kind of a dream. It's kind of everyone's dream now, isn't it? But I think when you're when you're there, like we were saying, it's not it's not that fun because you just get quite bored. It you, feels you different. Yeah. yeah, you kind of want that. You want those challenges, don't you, in life? Otherwise. Yeah. You just just take to the the meth or the fentanyl. Exactly. I'm I, honestly like I'm ready. I'm so tired of the, <laughs> each and every day. It's just the same goddamn thing. At least with fentanyl, maybe I wake up, maybe I don't. I might get yeah. into it. Yeah, that's it my takeaway from this. 
can you get fentanyl easily? Isn't it like like a million times stronger than like? Yeah, you need yeah. you need like one. It's like so. Here's the problem in America. I don't know if you have the same problem over where you are, but people that do coke are dying from fentanyl overdoses because the coke's being cut with fentanyl, and you need like. I don't know, like one grain of salt worth of fentanyl, apparently to just absolutely kill you. So people are overdosing like, and it's some I work with actually that just happened to they died. Yeah. Whoa. Oh my God. Like from that exact thing. Yeah. Like six (gasps) months ago. Yeah. So if anybody's listening, don't do Coke because it's not Coke. It's going to kill you. It's going to kill you. Yeah. I mean, probably just don't do it anyway, but. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're at a party and like, eh, I would just stay away from it just for the time being because it just doesn't seem that safe. Right yeah, now. I mean, it's it's crazy that people trust random dealers to kind of street strangers to give right? them drugs. Yeah, yeah. I did I, I I did ecstasy once and I was like, wow, I just probably ate like heroin, rat poison, Clorox. Like, who knows? It was a great who night, knows? but. Who knows what was yeah. in my body, like coursing through my brain? Yeah, it's weird. It's really they weird. Legal, they should legalize it all, shouldn't they? And then it would be a uh, no one would want to do it. Well, yeah, and then everybody would just it would be it would be <laughs> no, like honestly, it would just be so much easier. But I will tell you, I just went to California and I bought a ton of of weed, and it was like the the best process because you just walk into a shop. They tell you, they ask the bud tenders, the stupidest mm. name, but they like help you pick out like what will be good for you. And then you just pay for it. And that's it. It's like so simple. Yeah. Oh, except yeah. For all of and the- it's like regulated. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty this, amazing. Um, I went to a talk last night, actually. I've just, I'm big into the psilocybin stuff. I read Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind. And, and, um, this talk last night by this doctor who's looking into DMT and psilocybin. All these trials are incredible. You know, one dose of mushrooms, psychoactive mushrooms, and it's the best cure rate for quitting smoking ever invented, apparently. And no depression, way. cures for depression, six to a month to a year afterwards, you're almost completely symptom free if you've got manic, if you're manic depressive. Uh, you know, it's insane. And, and we're kind of not. And smoking's legal, and these things aren't. Yeah, things they bizarre. need. They should definitely legalizing <clears throat> micro microdosing psilocybin. Yeah. I can never <laughs> say that word ever. I am. I'm such a huge proponent of that because I have personally done it, and it just, as someone who has struggled with depression and anxiety and all sorts of things my whole life, it's the only time I naturally Ooh. feel. Yeah, I feel just like. An, an amazing sense of calm and I feel peaceful. I don't feel well, do it's not do, like I'm seeing things, but do you do a big dose or do you do a little no, bit? Little, ah. little micro doses, like little uh-huh. tiny doses. And it's and it really depression so much. Like I wish I could get my hands on mushrooms more often because it, whenever I'm, whenever I get to microdose, I'm just like, this is a great day. Like if your day yeah. is just nicer, you're really? nicer. You just feel such a beautiful sense of calm. And I really, I wish that it was something that I'm actually, I've been looking. If anyone into, has any DM us. Yeah. DM me, please. Um, <laughs> I've been looking into doing ketamine therapy, but it's like prohibitively expensive. It's like $5,000 for like four sessions. I and mean, it's really expensive, but. This, this guy in this talk last mm-hmm. night was saying that um, he was saying that they've done surveys of people that have done big doses of psilocybin mushrooms. And apparently a hundred percent of people report an increased connection to nature after they do mushrooms which is like 100% is unheard of in any survey yeah they did the same with they asked the same with ketamine and it wasn't the same because mm-hmm. it's like not a natural substance apparently. yeah it's not natural but it's supposed to be it like rewires your neural pathways so that and mm-hmm. because when you're in when you have depression or anxiety you get these pathway loops right and so this just disrupts yeah. the loop so that you could start mm-hmm. New loop. So what they do with the ketamine therapy is they give you the dose, you sit there for an hour, and then you have a meeting with a therapist and you kind of rewire your brain, which is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Look at us. Look at us humans in 2022. Well, listen, this is, but you know, Colin Craven was afraid of spores, but now we know that spores are actually so beneficial to us. Yeah. I tie it all together. It's true. The Munchausen's is real. Oh yeah. Wait, quick question. Do you think Maggie Smith was keeping you sick or do you think she really thought you were sick? 
God, you know, it's never occurred to me because I thought it was me doing it to myself. But you're right. Maybe she was just justifying her own job. Yeah. Fired. Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, you also were like depressed because your father, like your mother had passed away and your father had abandoned you because he was like a prisoner in his own grief. So, but there was this whole infrastructure, wasn't there, where she'd bring in the electric machine and do my legs. And she was kind of creating work for herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She would have been fired. Yeah. yeah, Like what would she have done? Like once you were walking around and running and stuff, been just a regular housekeeper. Right. Yeah. She probably got, she was yeah she probably would lose her sort of um her livelihood uh, bonus that yeah. she yes for her, keeping you alive yeah her, her yeah. sick her sickly bonus well i guess that could be the secret garden too is just like sort of a horror movie and maybe it's years yeah. later and you yeah. have you're it, seeking you, revenge <laughs> well maybe yeah. you've had a child i mean it's very common with the aristocracy right to inbreed so you and mary have a child the child is is now under the care of, of an aged medlock and it's a whole new, a whole new yeah. spore. Yeah. And I mean, this could be spores are back. a horror yeah. Secret garden too. The spores are back. Spores attack. His legs are working. He's back and he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> I really think we have something here. Do you think you can get the gang back together? Get Maggie on the horn. If you can Hayden, if you can get the, at least the I'll three of it. you together, like what a dream that would be. Yeah. I'm up for it. Well, at least either that or the or the porn one that we were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, watch for either. Sure. Oh, yeah. We'll 100%. promote anything like that on our podcast. So I would love to see my favorite child. Like if Devin Sawa as Casper and Christina Ricci were able to do like weird oh, OnlyFans, sex, yeah. like ghost sex porn, I would watch it. Yeah. Ghost sex porn. We're all good. such weird, horny millennials, aren't we? I know. Yeah. We're millennials, we? yeah, we are, aren't we? Who was yeah. your? Who was your? I'm sorry, I know. I promise we'll let you go, but can you tell us, like, who was your? Who was your childhood actor crush? Did you have one? Well, when I was um, uh, when I was about well, when I was a bit younger than I was in the Secret Garden, I was obsessed with Michael Jackson. Obsessed with him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all little boys were, weren't they? He was obviously doing something right for for little boys. I mean, he would have. Uh, would have proudly. He would have loved you. you. Yeah. He would have loved you. Could have reached out. Well, he was sending out the right signals for ten year old boys everywhere. It was, he, it was very important. He was doing something. I mean, there he was something. Had Did you, you watch Neverland. that documentary? Uh, yeah. I my a friend of mine made that documentary actually, and wow. um, yeah, it was pretty awful, wasn't it? So that was like the best documentary I've ever seen. It was horrific. It, oh no! I mean, it was. I mean, it was one of the best made documentaries. Yeah. I don't mean like I. I don't watch That's it like, every I Christmas. Love, I love <laughs> the content. Of that. Every, Christmas, <laughs> every Christmas Eve, I watch it. <laughs> it's 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 Zach's feel good family movie. No, I actually remember my friend. I had watched an episode, and my friend came over, and he was like, "What's wrong with you? You're like you seem like so down." And I was like, "I can't shake the Michael Jackson the Michael Jackson HBO yeah. documentary." Oh. No, I had to switch it off. It was just just too just too much. But yeah, he he makes some. Um, he's incredible that director. He's he's run a million BAFTA and, and uh, makes those big epic docs with archive footage. Um, yeah. Uh, who else was who else were my crushes? I was big into Mel B from Spice Girls. Oh yeah, Butch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You like a little a little uh, like a little wait. feist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I respect yeah, that. I lost me around. I respect um, that. I always liked Ginger the most. I thought she just had it. She was hot. I know yeah. this isn't going to surprise you, but I was always into Posh. Yeah. She just sense. didn't have much sex. She was, she was hot, but she didn't have much sex appeal, though. No, I liked that yeah. she was kind of wafy and just kind of like... Yeah. I'm with, I'm with Hayden. Like, I need a woman that... Like, yeah, a woman can be hot and beautiful, but, like, if there's, there's no sex appeal. There's no, yeah, I know you don't want to like bed her. That's such a gross term. I've never, that's a very, that's a very like turn of the century. No, that's very like medieval bed her. I'm sorry. I just watched the last duel. So maybe I'm like like in in a weird zone still. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, Hayden, I, I have nothing left. Hayden, I mean, I, like, Hayden, I could talk to you all day, but I'm sure. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, we could, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's fun. Thanks for having me. After, you are like, no, thank you. Like, beyond so much like thank you so much for so coming fun. 
Thanks so much for having me. It was yeah. fun, of course. Before you go, I just want to compliment. I love your wallpaper. Thanks. It's um, Marie Antoinette, apparently. <gasps> what? Sold Sloan to. loves Marie Antoinette. I have, I, this is disgusting. I have a Marie Antoinette tattoo. No, sorry, it's not Marie Antoinette. It's Josephine Bonaparte. I take it back. But I have a, I have a Josephine Bonaparte tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's that one? What's the Marie Antoinette one? It's just, I, when I was younger, I just, I loved her. <laughs> I just loved that the excess and the disgusting just I just was I don't know I was obsessed with her and I was like younger so when I was like 18 I got this it's just it's just her signature from uh, a journal entry when she was locked in um, the tower awaiting her execution I don't know what's wrong with me I still (laughs) I still love her but um, um table wallpaper do you have anything to plug where can we find yeah you? what can we um what do i plug i mean just follow me on socials hayden prowls and probably i'll plug stuff on there perfect yeah. perfect we thank you it. so much you've been an old an ultimate dream you um won't be able to shake us now that we're friends so um expect a lot of dms yeah we're here now so um if you guys need anything from us you can find us at mommy dearest podcast on instagram yeah and uh i'm at i am sloan steel on instagram or at oh my erotica on instagram and zach you are zach mellon perfect all right well thank you guys so much you've been an absolute pleasure we thank thank you enough Thanks, Thanks, Colin. Thanks, Colin. Watch out for the spores. (laughs) Bye, Hayden. Thanks for listening to the Mummy Dearest podcast. See you next time. And remember, don't read from the Book of the Dead. Oh, I like Maya. Please come to me. Send me my baller here. Set his great prayer Oh, I like Maya. Please come to me. Send me my baller here. Boys, great.